Are you an athlete who wants to expand on your current sports performance or struggling to regain your athletic abilities following a brain or body injury? Seattle's On Point Performance Neurotraining offers the latest technology and science-based therapies to heal active minds and bodies. Just ask one of their clients who just received an Olympic bronze medal. Stop into their office at 4000 Aurora Avenue North, Suite 208, or find more information at onpointneuro.com. That's onpointneuro.com. Are you looking to learn the beautiful modality of Reiki? Paula Vale, Reiki master and radio host on KKNW, will be coming to Seattle to share with others how life-changing Reiki is. Her two-day level one class will be held at the East West Bookstore. For information, go to wellnessinspired.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Finding Your Joy. Paul Lavelle here. Happy to have everyone with us today. Thank you again for all the beautiful emails I've been receiving from everyone. So happy to get your input and, and find out how much you love the shows. So fun today. This is going to be a really fun chat. I have today with us Jennifer Noel Taylor. She is an energy healing practitioner, self-help motivator, and the CEO of Quantum Touch and Company. She has dedicated her life to work to, in work to helping people discover the healing power of their love. I love it. And we're going to be talking a bit today about something that she's really great with is bringing energy work into the business, how to work it all. First off, welcome, Jennifer. Welcome. Great. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm just so happy to have you here. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we, we jump in on things. All right. Well, let's see. I'm uh, the, I call the Chief Magical Officer of Quantum Touch. I've been doing that for 18 years, but that's not where I started. I have a degree in computer science from Cal Poly. And like many people, I no longer do my major. So um, as I was working in, in software, I, uh, I was really bored and felt like I wasn't really on track. So I, I kept on feeling there was some, I had a purpose. There was another reason I was supposed to be here. And um, so I went to, I, I worked in software during the day and then at night I went to massage school. And during massage school, we had a segment on energy medicine and that was 18 years ago. And uh, when I did that segment on energy medicine, I knew that was my life purpose. And I had a series of, of synchronicities that led me to running Quantum Touch. And what I discovered, what I really love, I love the modality of energy medicine. I love that it empowers people. But what I really love also is how do you integrate the principles of energy medicine into the business side of life? And so that's been my passion um, for quite a bit of time. Oh, I love that. I would love to hear about that because that's really a challenge for, for a lot of us. So give us your thoughts on that. I'm excited. Well, I have a, I have a lot of thoughts on how to integrate energy into business. Um, I think one of the things that challenges people is that, you know, in, in business sometimes has a, a poor reputation. It has the uh, energy sometimes around of greed or exploitation. And so I think a lot of people get turned off to business who are in the healing fields because they say, I don't want a part of that. 
that's greedy. That's, you know, it's, it's not love. And um, so I think one of the things is reframing our attitude around business. I think also a lot of people in the healing fields have probably in another life taken vows of poverty. And there's this attitude around money that it's somehow the root of all evil or, or something along those effects. So a lot of people have trouble charging enough money for their services or feeling like they should get paid for their work. And, and th that's a whole other arena that I have a lot to say around that too. Yeah, that's a big challenge. And I actually just 30 minutes ago had a client leave. I'm a Reiki practitioner, her first time here. And when I told her the price, she was like, you're not serious, are you? You need to charge more than that. That's always been a battle for me because I see Reiki and teaching Reiki is also a service. And it's hard to, to do that, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Well, a lot of people feel like if we're actually helping others, it should be free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a common feeling. And the problem is, is that so many people are just giving away their services that they can't afford their life. They can't afford a place to live. I've seen a lot of healing practitioners, well, maybe not a lot, but I've seen a few that are couch surfing or living in their car because they can't afford uh, mm -hmm. rent or uh, housing. Um, so it's, it's a struggle that I've seen in our community. A lot of people are just feeling uh, that they, they just, they're always struggling with money and yet they don't want to charge for their services. So I've seen this a lot. And um, one of the things I think is going on is people feel like, well, you know, Reiki or energy medicine, we're just sharing love. Mm -hmm. So how can we charge for love? I mean, for a lot of people that that doesn't make sense love should be free it's from spirit it's from god it's source it should be free so i think that causes this internal conflict that we're charging for something that we perceive should be freely given and that's another issue um and then sometimes we feel like uh, the greed thing like we don't want to be greedy um having self-judgments about connecting charging for service with greed and um, I think that's another issue that I've not only have people accused me of being greedy, but um, it's something that I struggled with, too, is, is how can I justify charging people money? Uh, and and it, it's just how do we justify that? Right. 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 I mean, you know, it's a service, mm -hmm. but you kind of have to balance that it's a service. But yet it's also a business. You have the bills to pay. Mm -hmm. and in ex it's an exchange. So it is a struggle. And so would you say people can use with the energy and business that that really goes to all sorts of business modalities and areas? Yeah, what I one thing that I feel is going on is so if a client comes to you and wants to get better, mm -hmm. the commitment on the part of the client is really important to their healing process. So because the client actually heals themselves. We're not healing other people. We're facilitating the process of them healing themselves. So if a client um, is coming to you and, and they're showing their commitment to the process, they're more likely to get better. And one of the things that I've noticed is that when I give stuff away for free, like when we give workshops away for free or, or whatever, those are the people that don't show up or they show up late or they, they kind of just, they're not that committed to their own process because they, they think, oh, it's free. It's not very valuable to me. I'm getting it for free. And have you ever gotten something for free where you just kind of think, oh, well, that's not 
I'll, I'll read that later or I'll deal with that later because mm -hmm. it's like we're, we don't perceive it has much value. So we're less committed. Whereas if we pay $2,000 for an hour of somebody's time, you know, we're going to show up on time. We're going to pay attention. We're going to do our best to be present. So I think we actually are doing the client a service by charging them a reasonable fee because when they pay money, they're committed. They're showing their commitment. I know I'll give you an example. I have a personal trainer and um, I, you know, I, I can get lazy about going to the gym. So when I have a trainer there who I paid to work out, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be on time and I'm going to work out. But when I'm on my own, I'm like, ah, I don't need to go to the gym today. It's a different <laughs> attitude. And so I think we're actually doing the client a service by charging money. The yeah. other thing is, of course, we're sharing love and love is from source. But what, but what we're also doing is we're paying for our time and our training and our expertise. And everyone who does energy medicine has gone through a significant amount of growth and training to get to get to that point where they're doing energy medicine. So that's another thing to really respect. I, I have an example. Um, somebody went to the produce department and said, all this just grows on trees for free. It should all be free. Whole foods, you should be giving away all your produce because it. I can go out and get it for free. And my response is that, well, that's great. Yes, you can go out to a, an orange field somewhere maybe and, and pick all your oranges and yeah, it's free because it grows from source from God, but somebody took the time to pick it for you, to transport it to Whole Foods, to price it, to put it on the shelf so you can just drive somewhere and, and get food. And I think it's very similar. It's like, yeah, the love may be part of source or spirit, but your actual human work in providing that is a whole different story. Yes. Yes. And when you work for, for clients to help them with, you know, working this balance and pulling this energy and business together, what, what do you strive to help them accomplish or to help them envision? That's a great question. So I believe the most important part of anything, whether it's healing your health or dealing with your money, or relationships is what I call um, the victim owner issue. So what I have noticed is a lot of people that come and they have health issues or money issues or relationship issues, ultimately if I dig deep enough, somewhere along the lines, they felt like they feel like a victim. And it usually comes out and oh, you know, I'm a victim to taxes or you know, our president sucks or whatever their internal story is on some level they say i'm a victim to the system or i just can't get ahead because it's just not set to get ahead or the housing market is too high or all these stories that puts them in this victim state yeah. and um, dare i say even western medicine perpetuates that consciousness because it it puts people in this position of feeling like a victim to their body oh i got cancer as if uh, they're a victim to it yeah. now i gotta go get a treatment so they it, it it almost makes us feel like a victim to money or um, our body or, you know, I feel like a victim to my partner on some level, that victim consciousness. That is the one single thing I feel like once a person is willing to take ownership, mm -hmm. just that act alone changes it. And I think that's super important. It's, a, it's the biggest shift I think a person can make, really taking ownership. So they're taking ownership of the fact that they think they're a victim 
Oh, um, taking or, ownership of that they created this scenario. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, sorry, okay. I didn't, didn't clarify there. Yeah. Nope, nope. I just, yeah, just want to understand that. So they take ownership of that. And then what would their next step be? Okay, so that's a great question. So the ownership piece is, first of all, really hard. It's almost like a practice. Yeah. And, and you know, because look, look what I, I do this sometimes too, although I've done a lot less of this once I got that piece, is on some level, there may be one thing that I say to myself at some point every day where I feel like a victim, uh, even now. But before it was always that way. I, I always felt like a victim and I was feeling like a victim to God or spirit or the all it is. And it, and it sounded like this, look, I'm living my purpose. Why aren't you just giving me money to fund it? Mm -hmm. And I was angry at, you know, spirit or source or God or whatever you want to call it. So that victim mentality sneaks in there. Yeah. Even if you're not fully aware of it, for me, it was almost like a, the background hum of the highway in Los Angeles. You tune it out after a while because you're so, it's just your MO. Yes. And so once I caught myself, and sometimes I still catch myself whenever I feel that victim consciousness setting in, like I feel if I, if I, I it's a practice just catching yourself saying, oh, did I just have a victim thought? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You're right. And I, and I love that expression, the victim mortality, because really, Jennifer, there's a lot of that out there. We could get that sitting in traffic. Oh, I'm, I'm uh. a victim of a bad traffic day or I'm the victim of someone not showing up for work or someone not, you're right. And that mm -hmm. really can consume a person, can't it? Yeah. It, you know, it, and it's, I think a lot of people that I've talked to feel like a victim of the system, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or, or somebody's doing creative work out there and they say, well, I've, I've made this amazing book or piece of art and it's not selling. And they're, they're feeling like a victim to, you know, the inner universe for not providing customers. That's one of, that's the big one. Wow. I feel like going on. So how, um, how would, how would you help someone work through that? What, what are some steps that we can do to change that? Well, one of the things is almost like the, your mindset about how does the reality really work? Uh -huh. So, <laughs> and that's one thing to, to really understand what's your real perspective on the reality what's your ontology for example do you really believe in the law of attraction do you believe that you create everything or do you believe the law of attraction is kind of a well it only applies in certain arenas that that was a real interesting one for me because i when i delved deep in my consciousness i believed in the law of attraction only applied to certain things but it didn't apply to others so I think one of the things is making yourself at peace with how does the reality really work? Is the law of attraction a universal law? Do we create everything in our life? Yeah. I think that's a hard one for a lot of people, yes. especially when, when seeing some of the horrific things that are happening. I mean, do we really accept the law of attraction? We teach it. That's what that, this was my own internal contradiction. I'm like, well, I've been teaching that we create our reality, but I didn't believe it applied to my finances. Yes. So I was kind of being, I had this internal contradiction. So I think that's the first thing to really delve into is, do you believe the law of attraction is universal? Yeah, I love this. I just love this, Jennifer. This is fantastic. And you know, so many times we can put out there and, you know, I, you know, I, you know, a, 
a mantra or something or a positive thought, you know, I'm the money's going to come. But I believe if there's no belief in that, really it's just words. Mm-hmm. You know, but the belief has to be there too. And that victim concept can block us from believing it, can it? It blocks everything. Every time you feel like a victim, if you feel like a victim to your body, for example, it's really hard to get well because you're now putting your power, you're not owning your power. If you feel like a victim to, let's say, source, God, all that is, or even, let's say, your partner or, or whatever, if you feel like a victim around your money, you can't fix it. It's, it's not going to change. If you're waiting for God to fix your money situation, you're going to be waiting a very long time because this is about you taking ownership of your power. Yes. So we, and, say yeah. we need, you know, ownership. We need to have our thoughts in the right place, but we also have to have the action and moving forward to go with it. It's not, I want this money brought to me. It's I need to make some steps to put that in into the process, would you Mm -hmm. say? Yeah, because the victim actually tends to prevent action. And so if you're feeling like a victim and waiting for God to bring you money, you're just gonna sit on the couch or or just do whatever. Um, So I think eradicating that victim mentality is just the first step. And then I feel like once you're really willing to own it from a really deep level, then what happens is what I call inspired action. So if you open your heart and hear your own divine guidance, or some people call it your innate wisdom, you will receive steps. That's in my experience. But I feel like it's that first willingness to, to get out of that waiting for someone else to fix you idea. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Uh, before we go on, uh, Jennifer, will you share your website information, how the listeners can contact you? Sure. Yeah. My website is jennifernoeltaylor.com. Noel, like Christmas and holidays. And um, I'm actually running something right now. If you sign up for my website, I'm giving away the first three chapters of my new book called Spiritual and Broke, which is basically where I talk a lot about uh, this whole idea of how do you shift your finances around. And the victim mentality is a a big part of my book. Um, So if you you go to my website and sign up, you get the first three chapters I love it. I love it. And, and where can they get your book? How are they um, getting your book? It's not quite ready yet. Not quite. Oh, not quite there yet. After, oh, it's a teaser. It's, it's oh, a teaser. Oh, that's so exciting. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love the title. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I really want to help people because see, when I was, uh, having financial problems, it was really bad. It wasn't like just $5,000 of debt. No way. I did it big time. I had $135,000 of debt. And um, yeah, I had a $100,000 business loan that wasn't funding any type of growth or anything. It was just meeting our expenses. And personally, my my credit cards were up to the max. Mm-hmm. Um, the max I could charge. I had no savings. So if I needed anything like a security deposit or whatever. I didn't have anything to draw from. I was, I was really panicked about my finances. So, um, I turned it all around and, uh, I didn't, by not declaring bankruptcy or anything, I actually paid off that huge amount of debt and, um, I saved a bunch of money now, but so, 
So I think that I understand very well that panic of feeling like where you're going to get your next rent payment or wherever. I totally get it. Yes. And, you know, that's something you can help so many people. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, there's a lot of struggle out there and this is fantastic that you can share your, you know, you can give the advice and the mentoring, but you've also experienced it. So you really, can make a difference. I love it. Yeah, I really get it. I really get what it's like to, to charge your credit card to the limit and then your interest payment actually pushes your card above the limit. Mm -hmm. I get how, how bad it is or, or wondering, yeah. well, I have $20 in my account. You know, where am I going to pay my bills? Yeah. I totally get it. And um, I feel for people, I think the statistic is 75% of Americans have no money saved. Wow. That's, yes. Amazing. And, it's hard. Everyone feels really disempowered when, when you're in that situation. And the hardest part too is, is for people who are living their purpose, they have no money to fund their purpose. And that's really important to me is to help people really do what they came here to do. So, And this can be people that are working so hard and, you know, may or may not be following their passion, but out there working striving to do their best, but can get stuck in this kind of situation. It, it can happen. Yeah, when I had $135,000 of debt, I was working 10 hour days. It wasn't like I was sitting around yes. uh, doing nothing. I was really working hard and just panicking most of the time. And, and that can be frustrating and depressing. Yeah. Oh, I am so excited about your book coming out. Oh, oh gosh. But for, for now, people can contact you to do one-on-one -on -one and, and... Yeah, you can contact me and um, I do, a, I do, I mostly um, just put out information through books and stuff because I, I don't have a lot of time to do one-on-one -on -one anymore. But um, if you contact me, I, I'll uh, send you the first three chapters for free and um, I maybe it. I might, yeah, so. I love it. Well, well we have about four minutes left. Jennifer, what last uh, words do you want to give everyone to, to have them really think about today? Okay, so that's a great question. What are the last words I would say to someone? Um, since we talked about a lot on today's call, really looking at where do you feel like a victim in your life and how you can reframe that. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, you know, it's really great to know and for everyone to know that whatever their situation is, tomorrow can be a new day, that changes can be made when you say. You have the power to change everything. Yeah, you have the power within right now to, to completely change whatever it is that you feel that you're stuck in, whether it's a, a health condition that seems impossible a money situation that seems like there's no solution you actually have the power to really shift things around and that's the amazing part is that once people understand that that you don't have to be a victim that you can really change things around just that understanding changes things yes yes i mean that's exciting isn't it and inspiring mm -hmm. you know if there's something in my life i don't like um you know the previous me would say ah. Oh, there's nothing I can do, uh, you know, and just wallow in my own uh, self-pity and depression. And I feel like now um, 
that was one of the root causes of my depression is feeling like I was powerless over my life. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I feel like maybe a lot of people who are depressed feel on some level, they have no power in their life. Once I took back my power, that feeling of depression went away. Yeah. Oh, I just think that's just such a powerful statement, Jennifer, because we do have power. We do have power over ourselves and, and what we create. I love that. And I love getting that message out to everyone. And everyone, don't forget, it's www.jennifernoeltaylor.com. And the show also, the video version is going to be on YouTube. So you can listen on KKNW and you can also watch on, on YouTube. Gosh, Jennifer, this is just so powerful of a journey that you are on and, and what you are doing for others. I really want to thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having, well, both me and my business partner on the show. We're really here to, to help people take their power back. I feel like ultimately that's what energy medicine and Reiki and, and everything's about is helping people feel empowered. Yes. Yes. And that is just huge. When, when do you expect the, the release of your book? I'm aiming for about May. Oh, I'm excited. Kind of finishing up right now. I'm aiming for May. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I can't wait. This is going to be really great. Oh, Jennifer, thank you so much. This has been so fantastic. And I'm really excited about what you're doing for others and your book. And I think, you know, it'd be great later in the year to, to get together again and, and just see everything on the path and the way you're rolling. I love it. I am a fan. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your encouragement. And I really appreciate you having me on the show. I love being here on your show and you're awesome. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And we'll just leave today with that note. It's an awesome day. We have an awesome audience and I have an awesome guest. So love hugs and blessings to everybody. Thank you so much. Jennifer, love hugs and blessings. Love hugs and blessings to you too. Thank you. Oh, bye. Bye. Are you an athlete who wants to expand on your current sports performance or struggling to regain your athletic abilities following a brain or body injury? Seattle's On Point Performance Neurotraining offers the latest technology and science-based therapies to heal active minds and bodies. Just ask one of their clients who just received an Olympic bronze medal. Stop into their office at 4000 Aurora Avenue North, Suite 208, or find more information at onpointneuro.com. That's onpointneuro.com. Are you looking to learn the beautiful modality of Reiki? Paula Vale, Reiki master and radio host on KKNW, will be coming to Seattle to share with others how life-changing Reiki is. Her two-day level one class will be held at the East West Bookstore. For information, go to wellnessinspired.com.